And then she thrust her fist against the posts. <gasps> Still in it, she sees the ghosts. That is an old thing I had to do in MFA class, in our speech class. It's in it. You know that, right? I know. But okay. I, when they did it, I was like, oh, that's like literally what we had to do in class. We would have to do that for speech and voice. It's a warm up, uh-huh. which is just hilarious. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. <laughs> My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but preferably classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices. Spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy, foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the the final girl. Okay, guys, welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. Yes, I'm Terry, and this is Julia. (laughs) (laughs) We are here today to talk to you about Terror Vision from 1986. This is a treat starring our dear friend. I can say that now because she's a friend of the (laughs) pod, Miss Diane Franklin. I hope you guys enjoyed um, our little special interview with her last week. She was so lovely. Wasn't she delightful? Gosh, she walked in that room and like changed our lives. Lit it up. Yeah, just just a joy and a beautiful human. I'm so excited to talk about this film that she is one of the stars of. Yes. So the title of this mm -hmm. episode is Survival Oriented. Yes. The tagline for this movie People of Earth, your planet is about to be destroyed. We're terribly sorry for the inconvenience. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of what happens. Uh, this movie was written and directed by Ted Nikolov. Nikolau. Nikol- sorry. Okay. Pardon me. It's okay, Ted. Ted will respect. Ted respects. So we open on a planet Pluton mm-hmm. in the sanitation department. Uh, where we're at the mutant creature disposal unit. And it just like, it starts off like, what? What is happening? Like it starts off and it could be quite menacing, but it immediately goes so Camp goofy, as hell right so away. Fast. And I am I was in for it. I was like, oh yes, okay, this is gonna be a Terry movie. I can feel it already because this is weird and like very, very, very comedy. And like, I mean, you're dealing with sanitation workers on another planet. Yeah. It's a thing we think about now. I just there was a whole like article or a uh, story in NPR last week about waste, and I was like, really? Stuff you got to think about though. Like, what do we do with all the trash? And what do other planets do? They're going to send it here to Earth, probably. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the only shame I have about watching this movie this time was that I wish I had seen it with an audience because I feel like with a big audience, this movie would be so much more fun. Than, I mean, it's fun now, but you're watching it. You know, I was watching it by myself, so you're like, it's not right. like, in my living room with the lights on, like right. taking notes. But like yeah. in a room with like 300 people, it would be astounding ideal uh can we talk about this house can we please talk about this house wow Woo! it is a dream the technicolor goodness and then really all the paintings which diane told us last week were a mistake because of translation with like italian like uh because they shot it in italy and they didn't quite understand what pleasure dome meant so this place is just uh well it is i mean they are swingers so it's like it's fitting, a swinging place but, but it's the just this pictures. kind of bdsm craziness but Ooh. it just it's you know plus there's like a bunker for grandpa and yeah. there's just everything in it's this like house. The, it's like italian columns or like roman style columns and like greek looking things with like pop art photos that are bds 
BDSM Mm -hmm. and like from very, very particular angles of women's bodies and then some, um, and then the outdoors, it looks like, like atomic motel or something like some like old timey 1950s, like kind of vibe to it, which I think a lot of stuff in the eighties had that throwback kind of feel Mm -hmm. to it. So it feels like the eighties were the new fifties. The eighties were the new fifties. Totally. We had all the sock hops that we had to go to. I remember that and all of that. I was into it. Oh, yeah. super same. I, I had a poodle skirt too yeah. and like saddle shoes and like cute little socks, Bobby socks or style. That's what this looks like when the outside is all turf, you know, it's clearly not real grass and like putting up this like, uh, what's that satellite dish or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that everybody in this movie and I, I really enjoy watching every single one of these actors and they're all like a cartoon. Like they really just said like, go as cartoon as possible. And you're like, okay. So it's just watching this like crazy horror comedy cartoon mashup thing. It looks like a comic book come to life yeah, for sure. And even does. with the background, because the colors and the angles that they're shooting at, it all looks like, um, like, uh, yeah, comic book. Totally. We have dad who's wiring this new satellite dish. Mm-hmm. We got grandpa who's this kind of like bombed out hippie crazy. I think he went to the war. It sounds like he went to Vietnam. Right. And so he's definitely got some like PTSD residual stuff going on. He doesn't trust anybody. Right. And he's trying to like, doesn't like that they're trying to put a satellite up because he doesn't want interference from, you know, the enemy basically coming through into the house. And he's very concerned about all of that. Mm-hmm. And he also has a thing about lizard tails being like the food of the future. Yeah, because you can cut them off and then the, they grow their, their tails back. So he's just like, that's what we're going to do. We're going to have like lizard jerky and that's how we're going to survive is by cutting off tails and having more lizard jerky. See, now Grandma. Grandpa should be to you and I like the ultimate character, right? Because he's on survival alert all the time, but he's just so kind of scary and paranoid that I can't, I he's can't, too bring, twanged. I can't like him. He's too already twanged. Yeah. And he's also like, way. yeah. And also like feels mildly racist, even though he hasn't, doesn't say something right away. <laughs> But he racist does, without saying anything. Yeah, but he looks like your racist grandpa. Okay. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, like straight up, that's how I feel about his energy. And I'm just like, Ugh, don't trust him. But I do trust little Chad Allen. Yeah. Oh, it's the little boy. Film debut. Oh, I love him so much. I still love him. I still love you, Chad. If you listen, I'm just, he probably doesn't. But I would love to have him on the pods in my I adore him. Do you? And I was such a fan. And I was just so excited to see his sweet little baby face in this. He's going good, though. Yeah. He, I, like his, I like his militant. Like, he comes around to be pretty bad. He's total final boy style in this. I really support him. So, uh, so the gal- the family gathers around this new, this new amazing satellite dish TV with mm-hmm. the biggest remote on the planet, and all start, of course, fighting for the remote because that's what families do, mm-hmm. which is classic, yeah, classic eighties. The whole Putterman family is going to fight for that remote, and yeah, uh, the grandpa again is like, no, 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 you don't want to use it at all because we're going to have the interference and they're going to they're going to come get us. And it's just like the kids are like, I just want to listen to music and like. <laughs> Diane Brickless here just like, I just want to like, you know, listen to rock and like MTV and like whatever. She's and so like, she's insane. Full Valley girl. It's in- wild. Cindy Lauper gone bananas, like mm-hmm. just in just crazy day wig upon wig madness. Absolutely. Uh, and they land upon Medusa and her midnight marathon, uh, which is shout just- out to like midnight TV, you yeah. know, like midnight scary movies and this homage to that like type of presenter. And she's hot as hell. So you grew up down like in the San Diego area. Mm-hmm. Did they have like a local horror host? Probably. I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Because okay. it was probably on Friday night when I wasn't allowed to watch TV. Okay. <laughs> We had uh, is my guess. We had we had in Las Vegas. We had Count Cool Rider, oh. who was like super hot, like you know Elvis vampire mashup. He was pretty great. That sounds Vegas as hell. If he's an Elvis mashup, <laughs> yes, I he mean, is. like that's like 
you can't get any more Vegas than well, that. That's great. Shout out to Cat Cool Rider, wherever you yeah. are today, sir. And whoever knows the San Diego person, let me know. Shoot us a, a message on the on the on the internet. Oh yeah, we yeah. have to know. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, you know, mom's like, yeah, we don't want to watch horror movies, but grandpa's like, hey, war movies, horror movies, educational helps survival. the kids for survival. Survival oriented. Yep, they're all survival oriented, and I love that. That's what he says about horror movies. It's brilliant. And the kids want to watch Alice Cooper. And they're already doing product placement, which I love in this film. There's a bunch of Heineken in this movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, did they sponsor this? Because they keep actually mentioning the name of the beer and showing like close-ups. And the dad's like, I want to guzzle Heinies. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> that's a line from this film. I was like, all right, guzzle them Heinies. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks. And they're found, they found like a Channel 69. They found like a porn channel, Kung Fu channel. But it's all about Medusa's Midnight Show that we get into. The monster comes out of the television as they're sleeping. Mm-hmm. And he's just a big horrible he's a blobby character blob. he looks a lot like a blob or like kind of like this slither monster a little eye, bit right? with, with an eye an eye one eye one really big eye a one-eyed blob yeah one-eyed blob. no sorry <laughs> <laughs> blobby people eating thing anyway yeah but luckily grandpa has a fully stocked defense unit downstairs he's got a legit bunker with all sorts of weapons no problem and he's just given given orders like okay it's like you know brain shot it's gonna kill him no matter what and the best way to stop your enemy is to just shoot, shoot him in the head. You're like, yeah, that's pretty good advice, though. Survive a horror movie, survive a guy tip. Yeah, shoot Either it in the head. Either shoot it in the head or set it on fire. Flames. But then, you know, just shoot it on, set it on fire and just forget the shooting in the head. Right? I would rather do that. I'd flames rather you get him every time. Um, but of course, they split up. Well, yeah, because they have to, um, because that's how it goes, because there's a whole bunch of other things going on within the family as well. So, like, um, our Diane Franklin character lady has this new boyfriend, O.D., played lovely by John Grice, who is hilarious, and he's coming over, um, and he's... I uh, just watch him, like, every line delivery, it's, like, I I just could watch him. It's a master class, right? I would really like to see him in, like, a big lead, like, meaty role. Like, I know he's not for, like, the character actor side thing, but, like, he would deliver so hard. would love to see something like like that with him we got to find it mm-hmm. we vote for you john we hope we, you get that yeah, part we do um and he's so great so he's this like full-on metal head like dark long black hair like studded like leather everything but he has this great little goofy face that just like sells it so hard and he's checking out the family is like your father uh, yeah they're swinging people or whatever it's like oh gosh like there's a whole lot happening with this family so the monster eats our salesman that we had seen earlier for the satellite dish and he uh gets eaten the salesman by the way is is the asshole that gets Brad fired in Fast Times Ridgemont High at the All-American Burger. What? That's how my brain works. I'm like, oh, it's that guy. Um, I love that you can figure that out. <laughs> I was like, I got nothing on that guy. And I've seen that movie a million times. Uh, That's great. So we find out when he gets eaten that things uh, that are eaten get turned into green mush. Yeah, like this goop. This yeah. gooey goo stuff. Mm-hmm. We love a good goo. But then it kind of like it. vacuums <laughs> it up and like eats it. So it's like digesting you before it eats it kind of thing. Yeah, I think. it's yeah. But but we find out also that the machine gun like does nothing. It does nothing. So like, you literally, have all these guns, but they do nothing for you. Yeah, so it's not the weapon that's going to kill this this monster. So we're learning that pretty swiftly. You're going to need something stronger to get this thing. And the thing also like kind of consumes things and also can pop you back out and use your face. Yeah. 
It's which is kind of cool. Uh-huh. I kind of like it. They can do this imitation for all of Grandpa's survival-oriented training. He is pretty uh, soon to get crunched. So where, but his face will come around quite frequently. Yeah, which is not not the best. So like little Chad Ellen's trying to like his parents come back because they find some people to swing with because yes they are swingers mm-hmm. and they come back home and he's like hey um, parents like there's a monster in this house. Like you guys need to know, like there's a monster. I'm like, kid, get on your meds. There's no monster here. And they do not believe him yeah. straight up like horror style. Like no one believes the truth when they're presented with like a real monster. Cause they can't take it and they just don't believe it. And so they go down to the bunker to go see grandpa and to be like, grandpa, you've been putting ideas in the kid's head. Cause they're blaming grandpa. Cause he is very survival oriented right. and a very paranoid. They think he's passed on to the kid, which is probably why they have him like on anxiety meds or something. And grandpa's face pops out from behind like this blanket thing but that's not grandpa he's all kind of like sweaty and like it doesn't look good he looks terrible looks like he's covered in like goo or slime as well just gross so but they but they're like eh, it's fine look he's fair there you're fine no problem we're and gonna they leave go. him in the room with yes. grandpa in the bunker and they lock him in the room so he doesn't bother their swinging party that they're trying to have with this couple with this jacuzzi of wonders in their super pleasure dome jacuzzi this jacuzzi is amazing. It reminds me of Hearst Castle, but tacky. Yeah. Right? I would say that's very apt. Yeah, because it's kind of got like all the like, the, you know, the Greek kind of looking pictures behind it and like that style of pool. Um, and it's huge. And they've got this really adorable couple, which I think are just, oh my God, they're really great. <laughs> they are great. They just seem kind of clueless. Like insanely clueless. So they've got this gentleman who's like foreign, like of some nondescript European accent. Who's going to make them uzo margaritas, which sounds like the, the worst. He's like, I'm Greek. And they're like, yeah, you're Roman. He's like, no, I'm Greek. And they just don't get it. They don't get it. I don't want an uzo cocktail either. It does sound the worst. Maybe the mom. And he's like, no, I'm kind of more into the dad. Yeah. Like, oh, it's that kind of swinging party, are we? And they're making all these bad, like Greek jokes, like about like, you know, homosexuality or whatever. I was like, seriously, people. Come but on. it's the 80s. And they literally are making fun of everything Everything. and it's a spoof on a spoof on a spoof basically this film so the dad doesn't know quite how to take this information because he thought he was going to hook up with the hot blonde wife right who's just like one of the archetypal blonde like just kind of stupid ladies Uh and like it's like hi i'm cute she's in this like really beautiful like red bikini (laughs) oh god that's good that was a good impression thank you so much i worked on it while i was watching it (laughs) She's <laughs> showing off this big uh, fancy uh, satellite TV. They flip through to a channel where there's an alien pleading with Earth to turn their TVs off. He's like, yes, please turn your TVs off. And it looks like it's part of the midnight show, unfortunately, because right. he's literally an alien. And no one, if you turn on your TV, you're not going to believe an alien is live broadcasting. You think it's a show. And they're like, wow, this show's really awkward. Like, he's telling us to turn off our TVs. Like, are you supposed to be like anarchy? Like, what is this yeah. even really? Um, so, the, of course, the uh, swinger jacuzzi bash turns into slime. Because the monster's going to get out of that TV because they did not turn off the TV. The monster, monster finds its way out of the TV because that's how it travels over the television airwaves. Just starts slamming around in the water. And you're like, oh. They're all done for. Yeah, he gets the hot lady, like, straight up. And I was like, oh, no. And so when her husband, uh, the Greek guy, and then the dad of the family come back into the room to come talk to them, they think she's just chilling in the pool. Because, remember, this monster can use your face, even though the rest of you is goop now. So it looks like she's just real quiet at the other end of that pool. 
that's all got steam coming off of it because it's a hot jacuzzi and no she's dead and she's part of the monster now yeah ah. um and then sherman is still stuck down in the bunker he has tried there is the red phone that grandpa has that he mm -hmm. tries to use and call for help he tries and, to call the police or calls like medusa too and and nobody believes him because they think he's just a kid making a joke they're like is, stop crank calling you could never take him seriously and of course this is the plight but of course sherman being a good final boy is just like all right i guess it's up to me now yeah i gotta figure out how to kill this thing and make everybody stop up and listen to me um and is able to just kind of blow the door <laughs> open off the bunker yeah, that he's trapped in because he had been locked in there by his parents uh but luckily od and uh miss diane franklin come home at the same time from whatever crazy bash they went to some party that they went to but they had to come back home and she does not believe her brother either when they come in od's just kind of like mellow metalhead just <laughs> he's so hilarious of course comes like hey what's on el tubo and just comes over to start like just wants to watch the tv yeah. el tubo this is julia julia's favorite line she's giggling so hard <laughs> it's because of the way he says it i can see his face and it's just he's hilarious he's got the best one of the best faces for those of you who didn't already look up who this guy is he's also napoleon dynamite yeah. and like he's uncle rico sure. and he's like real genius and real genius squad and, and he's you know friday too yeah and like he's so funny mm -hmm. and his face kills his face is so good yeah it's so great so yes so they go in to look for their parents for help and there's this kind of first it's like a bob and ted and carol and alice kind of scene where like everybody's heads under the blankets so yeah it's a so bunch it's of like parents what swinging. you really really don't ever ever want to see of your parents like you don't that. ever want to walk in your parents having a foursome no mm -mm. i don't want to see them having their twosome and i certainly don't want to see them <laughs> having a three or especially not a four but it looks like a foursome's happening and it's very uncomfortable. But this foursome is not a real foursome. It is the monster who has consumed these people. And he's popped their heads off underneath the sheet. And not only that, it is not only a foursome. All of a sudden, we get a fivesome with, with grandpa's head <gasps> popping out. He says, uh, <laughs> Wes's face just now, too. It's disgusting. It's just as disgusting as it sounds. Just taking care of business, honeybee. Just <laughs> like, oh. And the kids quickly close the door as they should. Because this is the most distressing. This was the scariest part of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, pretty horrible. Yeah. Um, but then this kind of, this movie takes a kind of a turn where this monster who has been so, so far just eating people uh, now starts to kind of be trained a bit. Uh, he sees. He makes some friends because he sees our dear friend OD's outfit. Yes. He uh, flashes back when he sees OD's studs to his master who wore the studded gloves to pet him so lovingly. And OD says, looked right at my studs and cooled out. This dude's into metal. <laughs> so they start feeding him. They try, try giving him all this like terrible 80s food that's like just processed and like all this stuff from the refrigerator and like they're just seeing what he likes and he likes a lot of the stuff. I and kind of, this is kind of my favorite sequence in the film. They're just like teaching him about music and yeah. like what he likes. And it's like, what do you do if you get an alien though on your planet and yeah. you're going to teach him some things? This is literally like, okay. He, trying to teach us to talk. Trying to get him acclimated, yeah. Yeah, and they all agree to be partners at exploiting the creature equally. So that's that's all taken care of. We know that. Um, and then try to, again, like reach out to Medusa, like be like, hey, we have a monster. And then suddenly, there's a cop at the door. Because he, the kid had called, yeah. and I guess they finally did take him kind of seriously. 
Go figure. Cops are there when you don't need them. Have the cops ever shown up at someone's house for a crank call in real life? I'm sure they have to sometimes because it's like... So bad. Well, just because if it it really is something happening, like that kid might have just been using code or they could be special or there could be some... You never know what's going on. They Uh, might need to show up and just make a a stop just to make uh, sure everything's okay. Okay. Um, Yeah. So when the cops get there, the officer goes there and arrives to basically he goes there, actually went there to go chastise Sherman, which is why I think he showed up. Um, But then Sherman gets a grenade at this this point to like throw after the monster because he knew that the like gun no longer was going to work because the monster, even though they tried to tame it, starts turning on them. Yeah. It's OD's face pretty bad. Yeah, he does eat his face. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> that was very upsetting after he thought he had made a friend. And then also like eats the cop's gun, eats, eats his, his hand. hand, and then just like sucks a man. Right. And this is when we get Sherman. Because we got a bunch of misdirection is basically what it happened to. I should explain that a little too. So like within the house, like when the cop comes in, like there's people in different rooms. They're trying to figure out what's going on. And so when people come in, they keep missing like literally the monster and like what's happening. The house is so enormous. It's enormous and they're not sure which direction they're going. So people keep coming in and messing up every time they come in this house. So now Sherman is in true final boy mode. Mm-hmm. If the, if he was a girl, he would put his hair back on a ponytail and put on a leather jacket. We know. Um, and he uh, kills all the TVs, which is what the alien kind of wanted him to do. Yeah, he was like, you got to get rid of the TVs because you shouldn't be watching TV because that's how he travels to you. He's going to travel over those TV airwaves. Um, so he's going kind of room to room destroying all the TVs mm-hmm. and the monster uh, gets Sherman by the leg and but there's a tussle it's a big fight he's in like the big pleasure dome now like down by that jacuzzi area and everything too that jacuzzi's so, so gross, gross. <laughs> <laughs> he gets Sherman's leg and then he actually is able to like, electrocute him because he's by the nasty spa um, and so goes to like throw the remote in the pool um, and then we have the alien who just kind of like shows up at the end of uh, saying to save them. And, but he's saying like, the, we, these he's are the waste disposal alien, yeah, not just any like, alien. So this is the one who's been broadcasting and says like, these are, these are uh, used to be are our pets uh, on our planet, these monsters, but we mutate. And now they're in this kind of mode where they just want to eat. They're like, they want to eat and kill everything. Mm-hmm. And he says, if he, if he can take the beast back to his planet, he can regrow her, the family, but they will have to live in a special aquarium. So maybe not. Um, it won't be exactly the same anymore. Not exactly the same. Um, and it's just, I love that the, like, the end of this movie is just kind of people showing up. You have like a cop showing up, you have the alien showing up, and then Medusa shows up at the end. It's like, hey, you need so, my help? Yeah, because he had been calling her. And he had told her that it was going to be like a party or something too. They're like, come by. It's this alien. She's like, I don't believe it. But she shows up and she sees all the cars out front. It's like, ooh, this is a party. This should be good. <laughs> and she looks hot, 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 you guys. She's yeah. like Elvira hot. Like she's got like boobs out kind of thing you know like just really hot little top and got her whole medusa look like cinched waist comes in looking ready for this party and oh no oh no what does she do she shows up to the house and kills the freaking alien the only one who could save the family mm-hmm. the good alien well, the waste she, disposal guy she thinks she's being helpful right like you see an alien who's who's gonna who you gonna kill here she i mean doesn't ask questions just comes in and like freaking kills him and shoots him. i would like a medusa spinoff like, what's her deal? Like, where she's able to come yeah. into a party and just be like, oh, I need to kill someone now. <laughs> just, right. like, does it, right? Right. And then, like, the monster bursts through the wall and Sherman gets sucked into the monster. And mm-hmm. this is kind of, like, ending where, like, the whole family has been swallowed. Swallowed by this horrible monster. Monster wins. 
Yeah, but then Medusa gets back in her car and talks to the her driver because she had a driver, fancy driver driver up there. But it looks like she might now be part of the alien too. Yeah, she's part alien now too. So the Medusa spinoff would actually be pretty freaking wonderful. Right, because it would just kind of continue the monster's reign across the mm-hmm. land of Terrorvision. Right. What a crazy, weird movie. Um, I think it's fantastic. I it's, do too. I think it's, and Diane said this in the interview, like it's too, it was ahead of its time because it was making fun of the eighties in the eighties and mm-hmm. people were like, what? Mm-hmm. But now you look at it now, you're like, oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pretty on point. Mm-hmm. They didn't really miss a beat on that one. Right. And some great, I think everyone's performances are really top notch yeah, too. Everyone's having fun, which is yeah. the best part. You can watch everybody have a good time and be as campy as they want to be because the director clearly was just like, there's Going no, there's no it. ceiling. No, there, there is definitely not a ceiling here. <laughs> um, and Mary Warnoff, who yeah. plays the mom mm-hmm. is, was in rock and roll high school forever, which is oh, a yeah. movie I rented so many times as a child. She's iconic. She's man. amazing. She's- Her performance is just like, she's, one of those people that's just always like at an 11. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're like, she's busting pa- past that 10 all the time and just, just goes for it. Yeah. She was in, um, all sorts of, uh, really cool movies, uh, Corman stuff and mm-hmm. Joe Dante stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, she actually was a member of Andy Warhol's factory. Makes sense. She has a book about it. That makes, so, and I need, now I need to read that book. Now I need to read that and book. And even the paintings in the house makes it, it feels that those, way. Where are those paintings now? That's where I wonder. Oh my God. It's not, probably in a dump somewhere, but oh, oh my God. That makes me sad. It is sad. I'd like to think they're in uh, Ted Nicholas house. Right. That would be my dream. So a uh, gore factor for this movie. Mm-hmm. One, not enough blood to fill the Dixie cup. Two, a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, a bathtub of blood. And five is run for the barf bag. And we give TerraVision a four in gore a bathtub of blood this movie's pretty gory it's a lot of eating people Mm -hmm. and then really weird gross like goopy things Mm -hmm. and sweaty things and then like faces getting bitten off and arms and limbs and things getting bitten off and turned into goo yeah so yes pretty gross um but i loved it um (laughs) and then um let's get into movie ratings zero to five chainsaws one if you're desperate two barely qualifies as a horror film three seen worse seen better four not too shabby and five fantastagorical i give this film a four overall for me I really enjoyed it. I think it's weird. I it's right up my alley as far as like the comedy. Um, I really liked, I don't know. I just really liked that. It, the style, like it's, it's very much knows what it is and just goes for it. Okay. Um, I give it a three, uh, seen worse, seen better. I mm-hmm. really enjoy it, but it's not one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I think, Again, if I have seen it, I would like like to see it on the big screen with an audience. I really think that would, I would make love such to a see difference. It. Let's if we see a program somewhere, can yeah. we just make sure we go? Of I would course. love to go see that with you. Yes, definitely. Okay. Of course. Great. You want me to go see a movie with you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, great. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, so next week, we're going to talk about a film uh, that came out in 2015 that made a big splash called It Follows. It Follows. Um, originally at Sundance. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to talk about it with you. Yeah. I'm very excited. Um, so thank you for listening. Uh, please do check us out on our social media accounts and uh, our Patreon account. Oh my God. Yeah. Please do that. You know, early access to most of our episodes. Yes. Um, and newsletter every month and fun, weird stuff every month too. Um, fun interviews with some extra stuff, our behind the scenes talk, um, just so you get a little bit more, a glimpse into our lives. So I know a lot of people are like, you guys don't talk about a lot about like yourselves really on the pod. We talk about the movies. We're movie heavy here. We are, but for the Patreon, you get, you get little little snippets. You'll get a little, you'll get a little bit more uh, <laughs> on the Patreon if, if if you need more, want more. Um, cool. 
Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate you. We love you. See we you do next time. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week for It Follows.